Welcome to the show, Society Rewired. I am your host, Brad Hurst. With me, as always... Here it comes. No. Oh, no? No, season two. Oh, We're turning a new page. All right. It's... Turning a new page. (laughs) Turning a new page. All right. (laughs) It's a new chapter. It's a new season. Our co-host, Jerry Cook. What's going on, Jerry? Well, just, uh, you know, hanging out with you today, Brad, is always awesome as, as usual. We have an awesome... Uh, guest with us today, Mr. Dave Holly of the Dave Holly Hour that's podcast correct. show, and <laughs> that's only one of the multitude of things that he does. So we're super happy to yeah. have you here. Yeah, sir. I've got about four different uh, business cards. Yeah, yeah well, you know, like we're, like we've what got are trading cards now? They're yeah. not even business cards. <laughs> are they anything you can talk about publicly? Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right, <laughs> but it, it has been fun. Some of the things that when they see uh, one of them that says Variety Entertainer. And then they'll call up and, well, would you do this? Uh, no. <laughs> I know I could make extra money doing that, but first of <laughs> all, you don't want to see a 58-year-old overweight man in that um, what, situation, let's say. <laughs> in the situation. But you do have a you do have one costume that you wear out, right? Oh, that I do. So this is this is one of the one of the gigs. So what, yep. what's that one? <laughs> there we go. I guess I happen to have a nice red velvet suit. And it's kind of ironic because uh, years ago, I weighed anywhere from 350 to 420 and uh, did not need a belly to fill out that suit because it was natural. While I had a beard and mustache, I kept it nice and close and uh, it was salt and pepper, but still at least had enough pepper in it that I had to wear a a wig and a beard. (laughs) Everything is flip-flopped. Now I actually have to wear a fake belly sometimes, uh, but the beard goes on just fine. Oh, there you go. All natural. And every morning it's like I wake up and look in the mirror and go, wow, I don't even need to touch that up anymore. (laughs) Well, you're aging gracefully, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you know, one of the things that I I talk about, um, uh, I've never been called hot, and I've never been called cute. But I claim ruggedly handsome. That, that I think works. you're kind of cute. With. I think yeah. you're kind of cute. I was going to say you're hot. <laughs> I appreciate. I was going to say you're hot too. But ruggedly handsome probably rolls off the tongue a little better. So yeah, I like it. A little well, more manly. One of the monikers. A little more manly. <laughs> so we got we got Santa Claus. We've got the Dave Holly Hour podcast. Right. Yes. That's two of them, at least. Well, and I host uh, trivia at the Sky Lounge down in T. At least uh, once a month, usually two to three times a month, just depending upon scheduling. Uh, So I enjoy that. I do voiceover work uh, and uh, do some audio production. And that's uh, the Dipsy Doodle Production Studio. Nice. Yeah. and uh, Which a rumor has it that you're going to be helping us out with our yep. podcast this I'm, year. I'm hoping that's more <laughs> than a rumor. I'm, I'm here and I'm taking a look at your equipment going, yeah. wow. <laughs> kind of reminds me, just a, a few weeks back, I, I finally decided that I'm going to do a professional voiceover demo reel. Nice. Uh, so I go out to Warehouse Recording Studio, my friend Mark Dom, and uh, we're talking about everything. And he says, well, you know, what do you need me for to do this? I said, oh, your, your expertise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, making him feel good. And then he takes me to his voice booth, and he starts talking about the boom that the microphone was on and how somebody that, quote-unquote, knew better walked into that and tripped over it 
Ouch. He says, and so sure enough, there goes a $5,000 microphone onto the floor. I said, that's why I need you. <laughs> no right, kidding. Right. For the well, record, for, we don't have $5,000. Yeah, we don't have $5,000. But they look great. <laughs> they do. But if Beautiful. you want to donate $5,000 microphones to we, exactly. Society Rewired, yes. hey, we'd be all over that. I know Even it. if they're used. <laughs> Even if they're used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's cool. You've got a lot of good, good things going on. We're right. really looking forward to working with you this oh, year. Likewise. because, yeah. and, and so for those of you that don't know, we've Brad, Brad and I kicked off uh, Society Rewired season one last mm-hmm. year. And uh, we're, you know, I, I'm an audio geek, but this isn't necessarily my end of the spectrum that I play in. And more importantly, time-wise, both of us don't yep, have a lot right. of time to spend. So we focus more on recording stuff and not necessarily what the end product sounded That's like. True. Not, not the so, post-prod. <laughs> so so no. I, I reached out to Dave and I'm like, dude, your podcast sounds great all the time. Can you uh, work with us? And he eloquently <laughs> yep. said, absolutely. Oh, so no thank doubt. you so well, much. We're oh, really looking forward to that. Thank you guys for the, the podcast that you have too. I mean, this is a fantastic that people are starting to get more aware of mental health and uh, that people are speaking up about it too. Yep. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the other things I do is I do some stand-up comedy. I do the opening, you know, host type of thing uh, for some shows. Uh, so last night it was myself uh, and then Jerry Irby, who is an up-and-coming um, comedian in Sioux Falls, originally from Detroit, and then originally from South Florida, now living in Sioux Falls and absolutely loving it, is a gal by the name of Jamie Tharney. And uh, she suffers from some mental health issues, too, and she doesn't even bring it up in her act. And she says, I do that because the more we talk about it, maybe the less stigma we'll have. Right. Yep. And, right. and one of the uh, phrases I heard recently that was so quotable, and I wish I'd remembered who it was. It was national that somebody said it about mental health is health. Yeah. It, it's not a separate thing. It's part of health. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm so glad that you guys uh, bring up this show because it's just fantastic. Uh, you know, first of all, the, the types of guests that you've had on. Um, and I, I know uh, some of the future that you've got lined up. And I'm really looking forward to hearing those stories as well because it's tough. Um, it, it took me, you know, I'm 58 now. And I finally really kind of admitted it. Um, late 56 Um, and then went into the doctor after turning 57 and he even said you know he said the last time you were here I just kind of thought things were a little off for you he says I didn't bring it up he says I I don't want that because you know uh, so many times people will get defensive about it then and we have to stop being defensive about it if you've got uh, any type of issue Tell somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Find somebody you can be confident in and uh, let them know what's going on in your life. Um, you may find out they've got something in their life, too. Uh, and like uh, Jamie said in her routine last night, the more we talk about it, the less stigma it'll have. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point with this, too, especially, I think, from a male perspective. You know, guys sometimes, not sometimes, but a lot of times are just kind of meant to stuff stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to find a tribe of people or at least yeah. one or two that you can kind of. Yep. We talked about that a lot last season, too. Yeah, like it takes you gotta, a village. Yeah. yeah, it takes a village and you got to pop the cork sometimes just to let off the steam. So I'm super happy to hear you say that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you, you know, the good old Midwestern male machismo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't even go to the doctor. That's the kind uh, of shit and, that gets us in trouble. Right. You know, <laughs> we don't go to the doctor until we've actually, you know, broken our hip. Right, right. That's when true. a hip replacement years ago 
helped me greatly. I was in severe pain. And uh, I remember uh, when the doctor came in before we went into surgery and saying something about, you ever seen anybody so happy to have a surgery? It's like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm ready to yeah. get rid of pain. I know right, there's going to be some right. rehab, but I'm ready to be rid of, rid of that pain. But, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, the common joke for wives is, you know, everything they have going on and so forth. And then when my husband has a cold, he's a wimp, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Everything, he's going to die. The man cold. Yeah, the man cold. Yep. I gave uh, birth and, I, and you can't yeah, even yeah, have yeah. a cold. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think it's because we have that for everything else. We've got that big machismo going on that, oh, I'm fine. I'll walk it off, you know, yeah. all the sports oh, yeah. type stuff and, and everything that comes along with that. And it's sad that we're that way. You know, we have doctors in town uh, for every type really of ailment. Really, yeah. Good yeah. Yeah. medical <laughs> community in Sioux Falls. And uh, you can be treated. And that's why we want to get that, like that uh, person said, mental health is health. Yeah. Yep. We need to get yeah. it to that level so that uh, we don't think of it, you know, um, and, and I know I can use the, I don't, uh, necessarily use language like this on my podcast. <laughs> okay. Occasionally. Uh, but you know, the, the phrase is like, Oh, batshit crazy and so forth. Yep. Yeah. And while they're funny, uh, it's still like, you know, let's just think about that. Um, it's not, it's not necessary. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, especially if someone has told you, um, you know, the, the situation that they're in and what they're dealing with. And yeah, it's just, uh, such a relief for when somebody does find somebody and say, hey, um, I got some stuff going on. I've been having some bad thoughts. Um, I've been thinking of hurting myself. Mm -hmm. And it's just sad when they have that, but such a great thing when they can finally say it to somebody. Yep. I think one other side of that too is the not only opening up and talking about it, but you know, one of the things I talk about, or Brad and I definitely talk about, and I don't know if you and I have talked about before, but even as a potential caregiver, understanding that mental health is health right. is a huge thing. So if you came to me and said, "Hey, I'm I've got uh, stage four, you know, liver cancer." Great. Well, I can love you and support you and talk to you, but I can't do a dang thing right. about it because I'm not a medical doctor. Same thing with with the mental health right. spectrum of things. Yeah. If you come and say, hey, I've been thinking this, doing this, whatever, I can love and support you, but I can't really fix it. And I think we have to disengage that, that uh, what do you want to call, just the... the the need with mental health, to, mental health to try to fix people, and also the burden that it puts on you to to do that. So let's support people just by talking and loving and not trying right. to fix it. There's medical professionals for that. And you know, you know, stop saying such strange things like, "Oh well, I always thought you had it together." Mm. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of things that, oh, he was such a, I can't imagine that, mm -hmm. and you know, just. Let go of that. He was such yeah, a happy guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's my yeah. issue. Right. Uh, yeah. Is, you know, everything that I do. Uh, and in fact, one of the other comedians in town says, here's my imitation of Dave Holly. Fantastic. Because <laughs> 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 you're, on, you're on level 11 all the time. Right. And uh, the, the thing about that is, is, you know, people, you don't see me that uh, 10, 15 minutes uh, almost daily where I'm yelling and screaming at myself for the stupidest thing. 
And even though you, you hear everybody, oh, you know, don't cry over spilled milk. I actually do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've had uh, yeah. in the past 10 years, I've had uh, three major surgeries. Uh, I've had a toe amputated. I have had a knee replacement and a hip replacement. It takes its toll uh, on your health. Uh, even if you've got, uh, I, I'm blessed by uh, my full-time job at Citibank. I have great insurance, great policies for having time off for surgeries and so forth. And But even that time that you're sitting there rehabbing at home and going, oh, you know, got a little break here from work for a few weeks, uh, that can still take a toll on you. And uh, it's just that, you know, when it, when it finally hits you, that you can admit to yourself that I really should go see somebody and, and find out more and find out what's available to help out. Uh, because it's just, you know, if, if you're the, uh, the happy-go-lucky person that nobody knows has depression, that's where all those previous statements come out of, oh, I thought you always were such a... You can't be, especially right. the you can't be depressed. Oh, yeah. Hate that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why can't I? Sure. You know, first of all, uh, the chemical imbalances that come into play in mental health that we seem to forget about uh, that, you know, there actually is. It's not just that Dave's gone crazy. Uh, you do, know, do there's you think, something that's taken place in my body. Do you, do you guys think it's 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 because we can't quote unquote see it? You know, if if you've Very much. broken your leg, if you've if your hip's starting to go, whatever, you're walking with a limp, and people go, oh, you kind of have this heart tugging moment. Oh, what's wrong, Dave? Yeah, right. You go into it with what's wrong. Well, let me tell you about it. My, my pain, you know, I've got severe pain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, well, we, we come at it differently. But here, mental health and mental wellness is essentially invisible. I mean, obviously, the way that people act, react, things like that, you can see that. But I think, you know, and, and that's part of breaking down the stigma is that we've got to kind of allow people mm -hmm. the right to have that and ask questions and think of it in terms of medically and not just the fact that, okay, it's something Dave's making up, but you, you can't be unhappy, Dave. You're a, you're a happy guy. <laughs> right. You can't be that way. You can't talk bad about yourself. You can't do that. Well, and then when you hear that, it's just more stuff stacked yeah, exactly. on top of more it, stuff. It you comes know? down mm -hmm. like a huge weight then that, oh, maybe I really am. It's just all in my head. Well, yeah, yeah uh, that's exactly it where it is. Well, that's where it is. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, what was, so... So, you know, you kind of hinted at or talked about it a little bit, but maybe maybe tell our listeners, you know, as much as you want. But, you know, what what are the things that that, um, you know, that that you are dealing with working through? OK, what was the what was the pivotal mo moment of time, the event, the thing? What was the thing that said, OK, <laughs> I, I need to go. I need to go talk to somebody other than my buddy, Brad. Well, that uh, started off, you know, a few years before I actually finally did admit it. Uh, I can I can tell you the spot though. Um, first of all, I'm diabetic, and you can sit there and uh, have really great numbers sometimes, and uh, really crappy numbers another time. And when you've been trying and should be having those low numbers, and then you prick your finger and check your blood, and it says 256, you get defeatist. It's like, man, I'm doing everything I can. Sure. Why sure. Why aren't my numbers coming down? 
why am I not losing some weight? Yep. I, I hardly eat and so forth. And you, there's a defeatist attitude that comes along. Sure. Because of my diabetes, uh, about, well, it was this time of year, uh, seven years ago. Um, uh, excuse me, longer than that. Yeah, uh, about eight years ago. And it was uh, a summer where my father had been put in the nursing home uh, in June. At the same time, my mother had a hip surgery in her late 80s. And the hip surgery went fine, but then she caught this little thing called C. diff, mm. which is just nasty. You poop yourself. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's the only time I've ever heard her say anything about, oh, I wish I would just die. You know, I'd go down to visit her and uh, the, the lights would be out in the living room at five o'clock and so forth. So I had spent three months... Basically, uh, I worked four 10-hour shifts at that time. So the three days that I had off, I was in Rock Rapids, tending to either my mom or to my father. Uh, Dad had dementia, and so the last three years of his life that he was in the home, uh, I don't really call those as being my dad. Yeah. You know, because uh, things, yeah. had, things had slipped right. and so forth. Um but then uh, this time of year rolls around, and I, I believe it was actually the first NFL football game on the Thursday night schedule that they do. It's about 85 degrees out in Sioux Falls. Uh, and I had had a callus on the bottom of my right big toe, and it had opened up, and it would just keep getting larger and larger and larger. Uh, well, apparently it uh, gave me a great infection as well because, you know, here it is, uh, mid-80s outside, and I turn the lights off at 6 o'clock, and to watch the NFL football game, I'm under an electric blanket because I'm mm. shivering so bad. Mm -hmm. So I tell myself, oh, man, you know, tomorrow morning, got to be at work at uh, 7.30, you know, beforehand, just, you know, take a couple aspirin and we'll, we'll see how we feel in the morning and, and then take a couple more in the morning. Didn't feel too bad. Uh, but I go to work and I lasted 20 minutes. I could feel my leg cramp so badly. And then my mind starts thinking a little medically, at least, about maybe you've got a blood clot, dude. Mm. Uh, so I say to my uh, manager at that point, I said, I got to go. I'm checking into the hospital. And they were like, go, get out of here. And I did. Uh, so I go into the emergency room and uh, they take a look at it. The emergency room doctor says, if nothing else, you're here for the weekend to get some antibiotics into you and some fluids and clear this up. But she says, you know, we're going to take an x-ray of it too. And I thought to myself, why do you need to take an x-ray? of uh, my toe if it's a callus she says well in case the infection is in the bone Oof. and sure enough it was and so then uh the podiatrist that was uh it was his weekend to work um comes in takes a look at everything and says yeah we'll take that tomorrow i said by take says amputate and mm -hmm. so that's a blow to you, but 
You know, here's where the crying over spilled milk part comes in for me. Sure. Uh, because overall, because it took from the day that I went into the emergency room to the day that the podiatrist finally said, don't need to see you except once every six months now, was 13 months. And I had so many things I had going on during that time frame, trying to heal from it. And I was, uh, let's see, it was March then, the following year. And that day when I was in the wound center, I was feeling really great and thinking, I bet this is the day he finally says, don't need to see anymore. And they take off my shoe and I've got MRSA over on the right side of that same foot that had the surgery. Oof. And... Then the next day, they had to work on the MRSA, but also because of it, it had gotten into the bone of the pinky toe. They kept the toe, but took out some bone behind it. So you know how your toes go kind of in order? The pinky toes back about an inch to an inch and a half from mm. everything else. And I remember then that was uh, the turning point. That's where I was going, oh, my God. What is wrong with my life? What is this all about? You know, wasn't, and you start doing the God questions and so forth. Come on, God. Wasn't the toe itself enough, you know, that I've got that and I've got diabetes. And, um, you know, so just like the frustration level gets so high. And uh, they did actually send a uh, psychologist in that day. Bef- the day that I actually checked in, then they uh, did the surgery the next day. And she wanted to know about life and so forth. And uh, she- the biggest thing was I kept saying, this was the day I was supposed to be over this. Yeah. And not. And uh, so that was kind of horrific. And then everything that still took place to get to the point of it finally being totally healed I had been in two different casts at two different times, had the the big clunky boot for a long, long time throughout most of that uh, 13 months. Um, Also had to have an aplograph for five weeks in a row. And feel free, you know, let's do the comedy bit here. I don't know what an aplograph is. Okay, I I, I, I don't either. either. So uh, (laughs) I was going to ask you if you bedazzled your boots, but you know I didn't think it was appropriate. You were deep in your story. I I do get ten percent off footwear now. (laughs) All right, well, hey, positive. So I I asked him. I said, "So you're going to, you know, take some skin off my ass and put it on my toe?" He says, "No. If you're having problems with one wound, we don't want to create another." Says Uh, it's growing in a laboratory, but it does have a human origin. Hmm. I said, "Okay." He says it's uh, circumcised foreskins. Hmm. And you get one a week for five straight weeks. Okay. So I'm already thinking punchlines and, <laughs> and having a, a good time with that and so forth. But the best part was my elderly mother in assisted living down in Rock Rapids. So when I was finally completely cured and I drive down there to see her. Uh, she had apparently been telling others about it. So... She introduces me to some gal, and she says, this is my son, David. He's the one I was telling you about. So imagine five little chapters gave it up for him. First of all, (laughs) the giving it up part I I loved. And then uh, secondly, it's like, does my mom think that there's some international database that, you know, when these kids turn 18, (laughs) knock on the door, uh, hey, you want to give it back now? Right, right, <laughs> you have right. something of mine. Yeah. Do you owe them child support? I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, or so I'm going to say, 
hey, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah. So the, the diabetes, and, and it finally, you know, because I, I know I've had bouts with depression and never told anybody about it. Um, but one of the great things about my, my current general practice doctor is a few years ago, when I started seeing him, he said, you've been diabetic way too long to not have this under control. I want to send you to an endocrinologist. And that made a huge difference um, because I learned more about diabetes in 20 minutes with the endocrinologist. So shout out to Dr. Fenner uh, in Sioux Falls. And it was, it's made such a change and things are getting better. My last two A1Cs have been seven, 6.9. So things are rolling that way. They switched me off uh, and switched up the uh, insulins uh, so that we've got a good track. I'm I'm on the Ozempic now where I only need to take one shot a week. I still take one every night, but I don't have to be sitting there three and four times a day throughout the day. And so that's great. Uh, But he was the one that I, just kind of finally said, can diabetes cause depression? He said, there's no actual direct correlation of it. But basically, yes, you can be depressed because of your diabetes. Um, and that's really what uh, so much of it's been. Because like I said earlier, you know, you get that uh, defeatist attitude of, man, I'm doing everything. Why am I? Why haven't I lost a little weight? Why haven't I? Why are my sugars not like 105 and yeah. instead of 205? Um, so it's it's been tough. But, you know, uh, the thing is, you know, as we're talking about mental health being health, is while we go in and we find somebody that will help us with the mental health part, don't negate your physical health too. Because so much of that, uh, can come into play. You know, I, I think of it, uh, you know, every morning when I'm, I'm taking my sertraline uh, for mm-hmm. my depression. Uh, and then, you know, at night, I have to take a, a couple of uh, pills along with uh, the regular regimen for restless leg syndrome so I can hopefully get some sleep. And, you know, when you see the amount of pills sometimes, you know, once again, you're kind of like, I never thought life would get to this point. Sure, sure. Um, but just make sure you stay on things. Uh, because like I said, you know, we've got that uh, male machismo here in the Midwest. Oh, I'm feeling good. I don't need to take care of that and so forth. And no. Um, the reason, like if you get an antibiotic and it's, uh, you know, 10 days, take all 10 days. You may feel better after two or three. You may feel great at day six. Take them all as prescribed mm-hmm. because that's the only way then that your doctor can figure out what else may need to be taken care right, of. Right. You know, the, the next thing that I'm going to be uh, getting here in about a month is nerve test uh, because, you know, one of the things that I deal with, especially because of diabetes, is neuropathy. Sure. You know, um, there's many days where basically from my knees down, I can't feel anything. Uh, and then, of course, there's that wonderful thing where that big toe used to be called phantom pain. And I remember uh, I was pumping gas for my mother one day, and I got a huge phantom pain. 
And it was a nice day. Windows rolled down in the car. And I go, oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I get back in. My mom goes, you know we're not Catholic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But humor helps. Uh, you know, find things that make you happy. And uh, make sure that you find good people, good doctors, and uh, stay with the regimens that they all provide. Uh, because never forget... Those people have hundreds of hours of, you know, uh, education yep. for their degrees, thousands upon thousands of hours practicing it. Right. Mm -hmm. They're there because they know something. They're there because not only can they assist you, but we live in a great part of the country with doctors that you can actually be friends with. And doctors that uh, even if you're not a close friend or even an acquaintance of them, they still care. Right. I mean, that is a, a wonderful thing that they care about you and your whole team. You know, because I have my general practice doctor. Yeah. I have a neurologist. I have a podiatrist and an endocrinologist. But the way the systems are at, at both of the big health centers in Sioux Falls, they get all the notes. They see it all. And, you know, so it's not a surprise when you go in uh, and you just had a toe amputated, your general practice doctor doesn't go, oh, what happened? You know, he knows exactly what happened. Right. Yeah. And right. uh, so that's a great thing about the community we yeah. live in is that, you know, you're going to have people that will help you beyond what you can yeah. do. When you, you brought up an interesting point earlier about finding thing that makes you happy, and I don't mean to pivot on you here, but you work in a very unique industry. <laughs> uh, I mean, you work in a lot of unique industries, but specifically when you talk about being a comedian, I feel like that's a community that we see every day. You're up on stage. Your job is to make people happy, make them right. laugh. You're the host or you're, you're you know the headliner. Uh, but when we look at that community as a whole, sometimes they are some of the people that struggle the most. Oh, indeed. And I kind of be interested in you talking since none of us are – are comedians. I mean, I'm certainly not a comedian by any means, but um, I'd be kind of curious just to kind of hear what that role kind of looks like and kind of just how you support each other and, and just the challenges that you face being a comedian and, and, mm -hmm. and just kind of what that life looks like knowing that mental health is a big challenge there. That has changed a lot. Uh, and I would really say since the death of Robin Williams, yep. uh, that brought it to the forefront. And then in terms of local scene, uh, really just uh, within the past year is when we've all kind of said, yeah, we, we got issues and uh, people don't realize it because our job is to make them laugh. And um, Zach Dresch is a, a great friend, a wonderful comedian. He's the flu bug in South <laughs> Dakota. And he did a piece with Eric Thorstenson um, on uh, Dakota News Now. And it was fantastic. And, you know, they showed him making people laugh. And then they showed him talking about, you know, everything that gets him down. And it's so unique because it's not just that, hey, comedians are a little depressed. That's why they make you laugh. No, we all have different things. Um, some have bipolar issues. Some have uh, manic depression. Others mm -hmm. have depression. Others have uh, recovering alcoholics and having to deal with loss of life and, and uh, just so many things that 
um, it's become such a great community anyway. You know, what's, what's interesting, you, you talk to any comedian uh, from Sioux Falls in this area, and if they've gone someplace else to be a headliner or, uh, you know, just even be an opener or a feature act, they will tell you everybody else is in competition out there. In Sioux Falls, we're all in collaboration. Hmm. You know, pe- people will sit down and say, hey, have you thought about doing this joke this way? Yeah. And, and everybody helps. You know, we've got several open mic nights that take place uh, throughout the week. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, great to see everybody come to those. And the fact that it's being mentioned in acts now is fantastic that we're seeing that. Um, it, it's just so interesting because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going through this. And, it, you know, here's, here's my, here's what happens to Dave. If I'm at home and so my depression never comes out in front of anybody, uh, in this way, I will yell and scream at myself, call myself the worst names in the world for 10, 15 minutes, and then I'm done. But I'm still not done with it because the after effects, because then you start saying, oh, what the hell was that about? That was just stupid, you know? No, it wasn't. Um, it, it's part of what is happening to you. You need to address it. So yeah. don't sit there and say, oh, no, everybody goes through this. No, uh, there's a chance everybody has some depression. But if you have depression or something, you, you find your ways to deal with it. Um, my worst part, again, is that uh, 10, 15 minutes at some point in the day. Because when it's over, it's not. Because then I'm thinking about it, and it still continues for a while. Plus, when you get into a fit like that... <laughs> It's exhausting, mm-hmm. physically exhausting. Sure. And so that's why I'm liking this whole mental health is health and, you know, making sure that you don't just take care of, uh, you know, getting some, as a friend of mine that takes several medications, calls them head meds. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> like make that. sure you're still taking care of the rest of the body, too. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, some good points. I mean, make sure you're following through with prescriptions. And, right. And I think that's one of the things, you know, if doctors do prescribe you something, you've got to take it because otherwise they're shooting, they're shooting in the dark yeah. too, you know? So yeah, good points. Well, cause there's so many different medications and you know, they can adjust, right. they can lower right. the dosage, up the dosage, change over to a different med because maybe it caused uh, stomach issues. Yep. Uh, and then if they prescribe something to help you with your stomach, take that too. <laughs> you know, yeah. Don't so ah, you know, it's just a little nausea. Well, that's good though. I mean, you 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 recognized, you reached out for help. You've got yourself, yeah. you've surrounded yourself with great people that you can yes. talk to about yeah. it openly, which is great. Um, you're seeing a medical professional and yeah. taking some medications, and that I do, and that that's that's awesome. I mean, that's a it's a very broad approach to you know, the wellness side of it. Cause so many people will, Hey, I'm just talking to friends or I'm just going to this one doctor and just taking this one pill or just doing this one thing. And it's not, I don't think it's a, a, a singular solution all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So good for you. No, it's I, great information. I would definitely agree. One question I have, this might be a dumb question just to ask. No general. such thing. Yeah. Well, oh, there is <laughs> only when I'm talking. No, uh, no tell the story. <laughs> I thought I told you that story at uh, dinner. You did. Yeah. Okay. You did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my, one of my questions would be as a comedian, 
obviously you have a good show that's got to give you some kind of high your adrenaline's oh, going is it it's, ever. it's uplifting it's probably got to help some of those kind of right. depression feeling the internal feelings that you have but what happens when you have a bad show what what how does that impact your mental health i guess because you're you're out there to make people laugh and Depends maybe it doesn't go on, the way it goes on where you are and how you've been feeling overall mm-hmm. uh last night uh, I tried all new material. Okay. Uh, I was the host and the opener, so I had 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, I did all new material. Um, and I wasn't getting great response from it. Uh, but then my number one fan, my wife, uh, <laughs> told me it was good. But, you know, you always have to take that with a grain of salt. But I also know that she's also one of those that she's going to be honest with me and tell me what worked, what didn't work. Um, and it was really great because then I knew it wasn't as bad as you thought. Uh, and last night I, I went in with that attitude of, you know, everybody bombs at some point and, uh, you're going to have some shows that are tens. You're going to have some that are sevens. You're going to have some that are four. Hopefully you don't have any ones, twos, threes. Uh, but so I was prepared for it and I, I think that helped to not let myself get down. And then I could realize, first of all, remember, it was all new material. Second of all, you didn't even get a chance to uh, rehearse it much during the week. Uh, And by the same token, here's one thing that I've told other comedians too, is that just because somebody's not uproariously laughing out loud doesn't mean they're not tickled by it or thinking, (laughs) man, that's clever. Yeah, I've been in that situation and so forth. Uh, So that helps in the preparedness. And I think that last night was a good thing for me because I realized you're getting better. You're getting to the point that you can handle some failure. Sure. Uh, Because, you know, that's the type of thing. You know, you put yourself on uh, a big stage, even if it's a small crowd, right. which because of major thunderstorms every 10 minutes in Canton last night. It was rough last night. It, it was, was a small crowd. Here, right. <laughs> but, a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Funnel cloud just a, yep. a few yards down from where we were. Uh, but it's just uh, one of those deals where, you know, it's like, okay, you had a lot to deal with. Crowd wasn't that big, but. You can't predict Mother Nature when you book a show. and But it was just a great example to me of, you know, your mental health is getting better now, that you're not beating yourself up for this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that that part doesn't help. Uh, at, at least around here, we're very lucky. In most open mic nights, even, it's actually mentioned at the beginning, no heckling. We don't get very many hecklers around here. Hmm. Uh, so we're, That's we're, good. We're very fortunate in that regard. I'm going to change that. Okay. <laughs> Our goal yeah, for right. 20 bad news, Dave. Bad news. It's to heckle Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring props. Oh, love props. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because I uh, used to do a lot of improv. Yep. And so bring a prop to an improver. Candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, again, last night really good for me even though it wasn't a great set and uh i'm learning to take things like that better like yeah like i said again it's the spilled milk part that i really need to focus on uh because you know hours later then you go god that was stupid but this time you know it was something that was insignificant but 
I think when you do the macho thing, and I don't necessarily consider myself that way because if I'm sick, I do tell people, uh, except for, you know, the depression part took many years to actually admit to. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, the, the other side of the coin is just make sure that you look at it logically and, you know, review it. And I think sometimes that's where we make a mistake when we uh, know that somebody's dealing with some depression is either we do the old, oh, you know, it's okay, uh, or we just kind of let them go. But nobody really asks, hey, are you still going to a, a therapist? Are you taking your meds? Hmm. Because like you said, Jerry, you know, uh, with mental health and with health, once we support you, wish you the best, pray for you, think about you, whatever, um, we can't do anything because we're not doctors. Right. But if you really want to support somebody, don't just support them while they're going through something at the moment. Support them after. Make sure you stay with them to let them know that you care. Uh, we have a good friend that has been having a very, very rough time of late. And it gets exhausting being a care person uh, as well. Oh, absolutely. But you have to just continue. If you love somebody, care for them, be yeah. there for them after the situations too. Yep. It's great advice. It's really great advice. I cool. agree. Well, hey. We're kind of kind of getting to the end here. We're going right. to wrap up. Any any other quick words of wisdom or advice or well, a joke? When's your or next a... show? I don't have one booked yet. Okay. Uh, I've got quite a few Santa Claus bookings already. How would people get a hold <laughs> nice. of you, I guess, if they wanted okay. to? you got so many different ventures. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're interested in my podcast, uh, it's available. It comes out uh, every Thursday morning, and it's on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Pandora, and a few others that I don't even know of. Uh, because, you know, when I upload it, then it goes to a variety of yep. places, including now uh, YouTube. Yep. Uh, so oh, it's wow. on there. Um, I still need to research that a little bit more because I want to add to it then with that. Mm -hmm. uh, cameras. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you forget all that information we just told you, you can go to DaveHollyHour.com. And then for the rest of my stuff that I do, you can go to DaveHolly.com. And don't worry, if you go to one, you can get to the other. <laughs> oh, that show up on the air? I just hit the microphone. Dave okay. just, Dave just wrecked our $5,000 yeah. yeah. microphone. <laughs> good news. Just have no one better. Yeah. Yeah. Say, the good news is he just wrecked our $5,000 okay. microphone. Well, <laughs> you, you want a, a, a joke, huh? Let's do it. Sure, okay. yeah, let's, let's, well, let's this is my absolute favorite, my most requested actual joke, not a, a comedy stand-up bit, but joke. Um, and, you know, school's underway now, so school just got started. But, you know, those elementary kids, you know what they're already thinking of? Last day of school. Well, in the third grade, uh, there was this teacher that had been working on spelling and on syllables all semester long. Uh, but then the semester comes to the end. It's time for kids to go home for summer break. And uh, that last day of school, you know, if you get out at three, usually you're going to get out at two on that last day of school. It's going to be an outdoor picnic, fun and games, and so forth. Well, huge thunderstorm, much like Canton last night. And <laughs> so they can't be outside. They're not having the picnic. But the teacher's been trying to come up with games for them to play all, all morning long. And it's one o'clock and she's tapped out. 
So she says, you know what? I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to let you go early, but you have to earn your way. If you can spell your name letter by letter, syllable by syllable, I'll let you go home. Any volunteers? Hand goes up. Susie Peterson. You got an S-U and that's Sue, and you got a Z-Y and that's Z, so you got a Suzy. You got a P-E-T-E, and that's Pete. You got a Z-Pete. You got a Suzy Pete. You got an R, and that's Earth. That's a Peter. That's a Z-Peter. That's a Suzy Peter. You got an S-O-N. That's Sun. That's an R-Sun. That's a Peterson. A Z-Peterson. Suzy Peterson. Well done, Susie. Go home and have a great summer. We'll see you next year in fourth grade. <laughs> Who's next? Danny Miller, you got a D-A-N, that's Dan, you got an N-Y, and that's Nice, you got a Danny, you got an M-I-L, that's Mill, that's a Nemil, that's a Danny Mill, you got an L-E-R, that's Lur, that's Miller, Nee Miller, Danny Miller. She says, good job, Danny. Of course, she didn't have as many syllables as Susie did, but still, <laughs> you learned your lesson. Enjoy your summer break. Hand goes up. Archibald Holman. You get an A-R-C-H, and that's R. And you got an I, and that's an arch-I. You got a B-O-L-D, that's a bald. You got an I-bald, you've got an Archibald. You've got an A-S-S, and that's ass. You've got a bald-ass, you've got an I-bald-ass, you've got an Archibald-ass. You've got an S-O-L, that's soul. You've got an asshole. You've got a bald-asshole, an I-bald-asshole, Archibald-a-soul. You've got an M-A-N, that's man. You've got a soul man. You've got a bald-ass, you've got an asshole man. You've got a bald-asshole man, Archibald-a-soulman. She says, oh, shit, class dismissed. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That takes a lot of work. I don't know I if I can say, off a joke like that. I learned that from a, uh, a friend at college. We were on a speech trip over spring break. We got paid to go to a speech tournament in Florida for spring break. We even got paid to drive, too. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, the 30 hours from Gainesville to Marshall, Minnesota was spent with Steve Carter telling me that joke and helping me memorize it. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm not sure I can even do my own name. <laughs> Jerry, you're first. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Yep. I can't spell. So, there, you know. Cool, That's Dave. Awesome. We sure appreciate oh, you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate and you being here and pleasure. sharing your story. Thank yeah, you, was, guys. Yeah, appreciate awesome. it. And uh, looking forward to working with you on this podcast. Uh, and uh, I, I appreciate uh, the, the friendships, first of all. Uh, but uh, the support and the encouragement that you provide and uh, just so looking forward to the rest of the stories here in season two as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. We appreciate it. So check us out online at societyrewired.com or on all social media platforms with the handle at Society Rewired. We're also on all the major podcast platforms that Dave mentioned earlier. I'm not sure we're on YouTube yet. We might get there someday. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not sure anyone wants to see us on film yet. But uh, you know, again, thank you for ch tuning in to season two. Uh, and don't forget when the sun goes down, the stars come out. Have thank a you, everybody. Day, everybody.